Hello, this is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy, recording this on July 17th, 2022. Hello, everyone. I am working with a new microphone, and so bear with me because I don't... I don't, we'll, we'll be figuring this out for the next year, but I, hopefully it will give us better vocal qualities for this podcast. Although I can already feel things popping. So I'm really going to try. I don't have one of those. I don't know what they're called. You know, the things where you put it over the, the microphone to stop popping of, you know, syllables and things like that, whatever. I don't have that. So whatever. Let's see. Uh, This week was really, really rough. Um, I'll cut to the chase. My dad had to go to the emergency room on Tuesday night. So I had just gone to the city because I went actually Tuesday morning and I was settling in and we usually talk around 10 p.m. So we were chatting and he said he wasn't feeling well, like his stomach was bothering him. So he's asking, you know, where the antacids were. And then he said he would call me back in 30 minutes. And then when it was, you know, 10 or he said he would call me back when he started feeling better. And then by 1030, he still hadn't called me back. So I called him and he was, you know, he was like, I'm doing something, I'm doing something. And he like got off the phone quickly. So I'm like, what the fuck could he possibly be doing? Right. And so then I was just waiting. And at 11 p.m. he calls me and he's like, I decided to go to the hospital because, you know, I was having the stomach pain and then my blood pressure spiked. So I didn't want to take any chances. So now I'm in the city and I'm freaking out. And I was just like, well... I have to go back, you know? Um, So I got into the Uber from hell. Uh, You know, I kept thinking while I was in that car, wouldn't it be ironic if, you know, my dad turned out to be fine and I die on this Uber ride? Like, he was just a crazy driver. He was, like, weaving the whole time. And, you know, we were on the FDR and the FDR is pretty fucking narrow. So I just felt like he was going to hit the walls any second and like scrape his car. And I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe this is the way I go. But I was also just kind of, you know, talking to my mom the whole time and just being like, you better make us both okay, you know, and It was, um, so I got home and of course then I couldn't get into my house because I have the worst keys and like we have an old house so everything expands in the heat and things don't work. So, you know, worst case scenario, it's like, well, I guess I'll just go drive to the hospital. Luckily, we have a hospital that is about, you know, three minutes away from us. Um, I also don't have great feelings about the hospital. That is where my mom passed away. So, you know, here I am now. It's like, you know, I think it's probably 1145, closer to 12, and I get home. And, oh, I should mention on this car ride, uh, there's a part on one of the highways where it splits between local and express. And all of a sudden, the Uber driver stops in the middle of the highway. And like in that section, like there's a little divide. So he stops in the divide. And I'm just like, what? the fuck is going on? I didn't say 
and he, I wasn't rude to him because I, you know, I didn't know, under, know what this man was capable of. So I was um, freaking out inside, but calm um, on the outside. And I was just like, is everything okay? And he was like, oh, the Uber GPS stopped working. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I, I could see on his phone that it had stopped working. And uh, so I was like, well, I have Google Maps on my phone. So why don't we uh, use that? And so he's like, oh, okay, yeah, give me your phone. I'm like, you know, what? it's on speaker. So we're good. And I can just tell you the directions like uh, the audacity to ask me for my phone. Like, no way, Jose. So I'm glad I didn't give it to him because most of the time, you know, I'm usually obedient in these situations. But uh, I hope that in an emergency situation, I always I keep my cool and I and I did I did again. So I start Google mapsing it to my house <laughs> And, uh, and then I get us there in one piece. And then he asks me as I'm like getting out, like, oh, do you work in the city every day? And I was like, I actually live there and I just had to come home for a reason. And I like got hightailed it out. And then of course I couldn't get into my house. So, um, and then, so I finally got in and since my dad and I are able to track each other via apps. So he called me when he saw that I was at the house, um, and then, you know, it was a really, really long night. He didn't come home till 2 a.m. And I was terrified, you know, and they ran tests and it seems, you know, like it was some sort of indigestion. And um, but at the same time, I don't really love this hospital. So I'm not a fan. And, you know, he just he has a lot of health issues and we're constantly dealing with them and constantly talking about them. And I'm very grateful that it wasn't, you know, a cardiac event and, you know, he's home. Um, but it is very, very tough on me. Uh, I'm the only person he like really talks to. And honestly, it's like we talk about his health every single day, every single day. And it's just really... How do I put this? You know, it's just like your life drastically changes where, you know, you can at one point just think of your life as an independent thing and you're just trying to make the best of your life. And then at some point in your life, it changes where you take on the burden of whatever your parents are going through. And then, you know, and that's just been a constant for the last three years and it just is not easing up and I I've tried to tell him like you know you can't go to worst case scenario all the time like you're still pretty healthy and your doctors are not worried that it's worst case scenario and it's like if you're it's very good to be on top of your health but if you're obsessed with it all the time that's just going to add stress and honestly it adds me it adds stress for me <laughs> Uh, but this is, you know, I'm, I'm an adult and these are adult things. And yeah, I would take the talking about health every single day as long as he's here, right? You know, it was just a very traumatic night for me because of course, you know, brought me back to everything. And it's just, I, I couldn't, 
I couldn't bear to think that this was going to be my life again, where I would lose another parent at, I was about to say the hospital name, <laughs> uh, at this ho hospital that I despise. Um, you know, and luckily it was not the case that night. And I just, I don't know what life has in store for me, but frankly, it just doesn't feel like it's anything good. I mean, I'm still trying to do the things that I'm doing, you know, I'm still doing this stupid podcast, <laughs> which, you know, can be burdensome, but I've kept up with it. And I'm doing my creative things. And I'm really trying to move forward. But, you know, at the in the back of my head, I'm like, for what? Because like, and good things really aren't happening anymore. It's that's a crazy feeling. Like, you know, your whole life you you know that your life is in phases and you in each phase you've got something specific to look forward to. But I think at this point in my life, and I'm sure that other people feel this way with, you know, everything that's gone on with the pandemic and governments and <sighs> So much shit that is happening every single day. It's just like, I can't help but think that good things just don't happen anymore. At least not in my experience. And, you know, I think once you've been touched by death and tragedy, I at least, I mean, I don't know how somebody in my position wouldn't be like worried all the time for the other shoe to drop. I don't know. I mean, I, I I understand like all these you things that these memes that we read on, you know, social media being like happiness is a choice and, you know, keep a gratitude journal, blah, 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 it, like changes your brain pathways. And I even tell my dad to just be more optimistic because like we're not at worst case scenario. And I can't even, you know, live that way myself. Uh, you know, I'm doing this gratitude journal. I have yet to tell my friend this. I don't know if she listens to this, so she probably won't even know. But um, I, you know, I, it's been hard to keep up with this gratitude journal. Like this whole week, I didn't do anything. And really, I should have put in, I'm grateful that my dad is okay and didn't die in the hospital. But I was so worn out that I just was like, whatever. <laughs> you know, I just need to go to sleep. And you know, the only thing that keeps me calm at night is if I read before I go to bed. So like, I'm, you know, trying to keep it together, uh, reading before bed, and forgetting to write in my gratitude journal. I mean, I haven't written in my gratitude journal at all, like the journal that I have for it. I just you know, I forget it's not by my bedside because there's like no room by my bedside. So I just keep it on a notes in my phone and list it out. And you know, that's enough for right now. And then one day I'll transfer it over to the stupid gratitude journal, because I bought it and I spent money on it. And it was my retail therapy of just buying things. I mean, that's the only thing that kind of gives me a little happiness these days is just buying things. And then I'm like, why did I buy so much stuff? I don't have room for it, right? endless cycle of consumerism. But uh, yeah, I just feel like good things don't happen anymore. 
Um, I'm still trying, but trying for what? Happiness is elusive. And I don't know. And, you know, grief is everywhere. It is everywhere. Uh, I feel like it is all I see in everything and in other people. I mean, look, there are people who are getting married, celebrating, doing whatever, and kudos to them, you know? It's like I envy them to be so carefree and have things to look forward to. And it seems like tragedies have not affected them too much personally. How wonderful for them, you know? And I'm not saying that with really much bitterness. <laughs> I say much bitterness. Uh, I, I'm saying that because it must be nice to be in that phase of your life because we all, you know, enter different phases at different times, right? So it must be nice to be in a phase where the pandemic hasn't brutally changed your life. You are getting married. You are excited about the next chapter of your life. You are traveling. You are looking to, you know, have those milestones in your life that will significantly mark it, right? But I don't know. I don't, I see like, for the first time, I can't even visualize the future for myself. It just, you know, to quote Taylor Swift, it's a blank space. <laughs> uh, it just feels like it, it. it's like a cliff. I'm looking out over a cliff. And I can't see anything. I can't see a bottom. I can't see sky. It's just white fog. That's what I'm feeling. And, you know, is that maybe that's depression? Maybe I should go back to the SSRI conversation. Um, I mean, I'm a functional depressive. That's for sure. Um, you know, I didn't miss a day of work with all of the nonsense that you know, I won't, I won't say nonsense. That's like minimizing it. But the emergent situation, I didn't miss work. I just worked from home. And that is one thing about my new job that is really wonderful. I mean, look, I don't love the, the job job, the actual job aspect, but the company is rad. Like I couldn't ask for a better company. They're so supportive. My manager was like, work from home as long as you want, take personal time off, do whatever you need like we're here to support you and that is so different than what I am used to or you know what I came from so so grateful to have that you know um it's it's just beyond wonderful but yeah it's just you know I think about that like I'm just so like itching to get out of the day job to do things that I really want to do to get paid for the things that I want to do but you know more and more I try to imagine like what that would feel like and even the imagining of it, it of getting what I want doesn't bring me any joy anymore. It's back to that like foggy 
mm, foggy atmosphere off of the cliff. And I don't know when it, the fog clears up. But I'm, I'm still moving. You know, I'm not stagnant. But, you know, at the end of the day, the question is, what am I moving for? What am I living for? I don't know. You know, those are my thoughts this week. I got nothing else. You know, I I don't know. I thought that this next year of grief would be smoother. I wouldn't say like I didn't think it would be less, but I thought that maybe my brain energy would be shifted a little bit elsewhere. Um, but I think it's just not like the grief of my mom. It's just like this collective world. It's so hard and it just feels like there's defeat after defeat after defeat. When are things going to turn around? I don't know. And there's no guarantee. Like who said that they are going to turn around? No one. It just could be a downward spiral forever. All right. Well, on that note, on that chipper note, I got to go. Like nothing good is going to come out of continuing this conversation with the void. So I hope you guys are having a better week than I just did. And You know, I hope one day we can all move past the feeling of waiting for the other shoe to drop. So for now, I'll just say bye.